0: And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Quarter and Full of Fat podcast, and I am back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Quarter and Full of Fat podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finances and fitness and everything in between, and we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, my co-host Jordan is back from paternity leave, but when he went on paternity leave, I started these Wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to the finance information. And I know y'all see the title of this video. I don't know exactly I'm going to make it, but it's going to be somewhere in the realm of sh- who should black people take their financial advice, information, coaching, whatever you want to talk about from. This was sent to me again, another video that was sent to me by one of our listeners. Shout out to the cordon Full Effect social media consultant china keys shout out to made in china go follow china that's the homie shout out to squad she sent me this link and the way china works is you know how people i'm one of those friends who's like i'm always like amped up let's say that i always turn or not cool and my friends be like you know warning other people like you know don't get them started yada yada but however, my friends are the main ones who put the battery in my back. Now, China has sent me this link. She DM'd me on Twitter and she sent me this link that was in the thread and a link to an article that I'm going to discuss. And I'm thinking, my goodness, my goodness, this is about to be insane. But before we get started, make sure I hit that like button, share and subscribe for the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. You can follow me at Cylon underscore Corey and you can follow my co-host Jordan at stop stalling J Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, And then his business page is finally fit. Oh six on Instagram and finally fit on Facebook and his website is finally fit live. All of our contact information is in the show notes on YouTube and I need to find a better way to have y'all just know all of our information. Cause I'm tired of saying it and having to remember it over and over again, but YouTube show notes, it's all there now. Nothing about student loans. We're gonna straight into this topic because I don't. This article wasn't like crazy long. Again, I don't look at the articles for you first time listeners. I don't look at the articles before um, I discuss them, but I do skim over them to see how long they're going to be, so I can you know prep for how long I'm I'm going to have to be talking. And this one didn't seem that long, but just just based off of what I think it's going to be about, and the slight skimming through the Twitter thread, I think this is about to be insane. And because China also sent it to me as well. And last thing before I get started. Don't sue me. Sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Jordan, neither myself or finance or fitness professionals. Any information you hear on here, you need to go and do your own research on and seek a professional before taking any action. All right, here we go. Let's get it. I'm hyped. As you all can see, my background has changed. I'm moving again. I know. Oh, my goodness. But I'm being smart this time. Today is Monday. I'm trying to get the Wi-Fi changed over because I work from home. I'm trying to do that today. I'm going to record this now, so I already got it up for Wednesday, and if stuff goes awry, I gave myself plenty of time to get it all fixed, and I know I got an episode up for y'all. Last time when I moved, I didn't have no Wi-Fi. It was a completely different situation, but y'all don't care about that. Y'all want me to get started. All right, let me share my screen real quick, real quick. quick. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go to the Twitter post, and let me see. Let me zoom in a little bit more. So one of the issues is when I go and watch the playback on YouTube, it's zoomed in more than what I see on my end. So I try to give y'all I'm trying to spare it like that. I assume this is what you, y'all are seeing. But anyway, this is by Mikhail, Michael, Mikhail James, financial educator, bougie budgeter. It's a woman. It appears to be a woman. And the tweet was, I want black people to stop recommending Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, it's on my list to read because this is like it might be. I would say the most famous financial books, but it's one of the most popular ones. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is on my list to read. And then. Rakim Sabri, 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 Social Architect. He just goes and says, I'm going to drop this post here and it's a to an article. And I'm, this is what I'm going to read. But as you all can see, for those who don't know, first time listening, shout Dave Ramsey the Baby Steps, one of the GOATs. Dave is on here. Robert Kiyosaki, who is a writer Rich Dad Poor Dad, for those who don't know, and I'm pretty sure all of you know who Grant Cardone is by now. Shout out to Grant Cardone when he said making 400k isn't that much money. He wasn't—I oh, forget—I'm paraphrasing. He wasn't like wrong in what he said because 400k, depending on where you live at, that, that's not as much as you think it is. But the method in which he said it was like, ooh. then he wouldn't said about you know his marketing and advertising towards black people. But look, at some point in time, y'all, you know, people getting out here and they get in the bag and. Y'all, y'all know people is going to go out and make this money. You just got to deal with that. All right. Let me zoom in a little bit more so I know y'all can see this. That might be too much. I'm going to do it one more time. That's what he said. She said. All right. Here we go. The impact of non-black financial figures on black financial wellness. My goodness. I am not one of those blackity black people, but this, <laughs> I'm so excited to see this. Before I get into the article because it's on top the tip of my tongue if you don't want to listen to if you're black and you don't want to listen to non-black financial people shout out to the court and full of Fat podcast you can come over here you listen to you listen you're doing it right now you can listen to anthony o'neill but you might not like anthony o'neill because he does come from a dave ramsey method you might not like me because i didn't work for ramsey network but i got my start with the ramsey method as well if you don't want myself or anthony o'neill you can tune into Anton Daniels, where you might not like Anton Daniels because he might be too direct like myself. Oh my goodness, y'all be complaining too much. You can do on Instagram, Bitch on Budgeting. You can do on Instagram, Death Gonna Be. Those are two black women. You can do, I can't remember everybody's handles, but there are a flurry. I did i did once episode on people you can follow on social media, but there are a bevy of people that you can follow if you're black, if you don't want to listen to the non-black financial advisors or figures, however you want to call it. You can listen to um, on YouTube, pocket watching with JT. That's an end on YouTube. If you want to listen to someone who's black, EYO, on your leisure. Be careful now, again, you got to be careful because all these people, some are financial advisors, but they're not fiduciaries. Which mean, they don't aren't required to operate in your best interest. So you got to be careful with the scammers and things like that. And if you see something, say something. I do my best if I see it, you know, to bring it up on here, or at least cue it up to eventually bring it up because we discussed something one time. That was on uh, earning your leisure with him. Five hundred was bank fraud. My goodness! So you got to be careful with the scammers and things like that out there. But pocket watching with JT, you can, he is a, I think he's a CFP and a CPA, or is a CFP. One of, one of, i think he's two of those three. But he's a fiduciary. He now obviously it's just YouTube, so you know it's not financial advice. It's entertainment purposes only because you're not one of his clients. But he is an actual black professional, okay, in this financial space on YouTube. So don't say you never had you know any information. You can follow, but if you're tuning in here, best believe over half a decade. I'm gonna say banking experience, yeah, over here. I was a teller though, but if you go see my LinkedIn, I have multiple people on my LinkedIn who are high up in the financial industry, been doing it for you know two, three, four plus decades. So I, I have my sources with that. But all right, let's get into this article again the impact of non black financial figures on black financial wellness, exploring the role of cultural incompetence. In shaping the financial beliefs and experience of black people i'm gonna say this right now y'all can already see how long this video is but the, i'm trying to say under 30 minutes i already know this is going to be over 30 minutes I'm, I'm already eight minutes in now i haven't read it yet but i'm just preparing all right again this is by rakeem sabri sabri and i believe that's him in the background i'm not 100 sure but i believe that that's who it is and again from left to right you got grant cardone you got robert kiyosaki and you got dave ramsey grant cardone i think his most notorious book is 10x Robert Kiyosaki again, Rich Dad Poor Dad, which was referenced in the tweet tweet. And then Dave Ramsey is going to be the total money makeover. Now, before I actually even get started, I I don't know. Let me say this. I'm gonna be obviously biased because of you know, let's let's see how, how much he, he's taking shots or you know, criticizing Dave. And you know, let's, let's see what I have to say about that. But Dave is a person excuse me, whose method I know the most out of everybody on here. So I'm just gonna be naturally biased towards that just because that's the information that I know um, off the top of my head. I know a little bit about Robert Kiyosaki and he's, his method as far as what I've seen. And Grant Cardone is gonna be who I know the least about. I know Grant Cardone is more into real estate and things like that. Grant and Robert are both on the debt side. Dave is completely not on the debt side. So that's why I off rip these is different. If these are three different financial perspectives where you can, in short, put anyone who's pro debt is completely any debt at all. Besides getting a mortgage one time, fifteen-year fix, as Dave Ramsey would do. Outside of that, you're going to be likely completely opposite of Dave Ramsey. He's no debt, no debt, no debt. So off rip. Shout out to the thumbnail. Shout out to the 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 first picture on the article. Great clickbait, but you have to first think about well what is your general financial perspective because either you can't you'd be hard-pressed to choose you know dave and robert kiyosaki or dave and grant cardone you might be able to do a mix of grant and robert but again dave is no debt no debt at all so i'm interested to see how if they're gonna if he's gonna particularly talk about these three methods or other methods or just in general use these people as you know the figureheads for the thumbnail all right because i mean dave's no debt so i mean dave's not gonna be like yeah you know, do these methods for the other two. All right. Rakim saying Rahim. Is it Rahim or Rakim? Rakim. My bad. Hey, That's one of my brother-in-law's name. No, it's not. Is it? I can't remember. I got like six, seven. Regardless, I had a conversation this week where I was given the biggest compliment. I love how you talk about race and finances. Here we go. I went in. Shout out to the student loan episode where I went live almost four hours where I went, you know, deep into information as far as student loan situation, particularly impacting the black community. All right. Rakim's going on to saying, or Rakim is going on to saying, I went on to explain how at the beginning of my journey as a financial educator, I would often recite what I learned from the likes of Dave Ramsey, Robert Kiyosaki, and Greg Cardone as sort of financial gospel. See, here's the issue. You can't, you can't, you can't mix in Dave with other people. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep it, just keep it a man. I wish I had my bookshelf up. I'm hoping it will be up on the next walk Wednesday. But you can't you can't make like Dave Ramsey's method is pretty much just his. You can't intertwine other people's methods in there. I'm I'm just going to keep it a band like you're hard pressed because other people are usually going to have some type of um, acceptance with taking out debt outside of a mortgage or not aggressively paying off debt as fast as possible. Dave Ramsey method is flat out save a thousand dollars do after you do that do nothing else work as much as you can to pay off your debt as fast as possible pay for the bare minimum health care don't even invest in your 401k things like that stop investing at all if you have non-retirement investments liquidate that put it towards your debt pay off your debt as fast as possible the Dave Ramsey method is clear and concise and he makes it clear on what his method is Robert and Grant I know we're on the pro super pro debt side I think I've heard I forgot how much Robert Kiyosaki I heard him say he had in debt I think it was like I think it was over half a billion dollars. He's like, I'm a hundred, hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. Now his net worth, you know, assets, minds, liabilities. It was like, my goodness. And he was proud of it. Cool. That's a financial situation. But it was like, my goodness. All right. Gospel. And then you're saying, I would pick the pieces that were helpful. See, that's the, is this, I'm about to pick this apart. I can already see. Don't do this. See, don't pick the pieces that were helpful. You have to figure out what you want to do. So if you want to avoid debt, you need to pick the financial methods or financial gurus, advisors. What is it? Financial, what are they, what are they they, The term? Financial figures, right? The people who talk about finances, you need to go on the no debt side of the house. Now it doesn't have to be all the way on the Dave Ramsey side where essentially no debt at all, but it has to be people who are going to talk about, yeah, aggressively pay off debt and in short, don't use OPM, other people's money to your advantage. That, or you're going to be on the side where you're talking about you can use opm other people's money that's a quick way to figure out what side of the financial track you're going to be on whether you're going to be pro-debt or anti-debt as far as your method and how you're going to use it to build wealth um and just essentially live your life on a day-to-day and monthly basis year-to-year basis so let me say that first that that's one that's probably that's probably the main issue. He's pick, picking and choosing like the Dave Ramsey method. You can't pick Dave Ramsey method and insert Robert Kiyosaki's method as far as how they're actually talking about. You need to execute your finances, not in the sense of have a budget, right? That's that's everybody's thing, right? But the particulars that make them distinct from other people. And he goes on to say, speaking of financial gospel, I would evangelize the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, often stating that the book changed my life. It might yeah, it did change your life. Y'all totally money makeover for me, but when I look at it. At the context information being shared, I noticed two things: that it prayed. See, I haven't read this book. That it prayed on the hopes and dreams of those plagued by poverty for an escape. It often came from a messenger who didn't look like me. Shout out to capitalism. There's gonna be a top and a bottom. Just get over it. Like that. There's one. There's one thing to complain about capitalism, but like either operate in it, oh Jesus, operate in it to where it's to your benefit, but you can't complain how capitalism works. I mean, it, it's just how it is. There's going to be three classes, poor or uh, poor class, lower class, middle class, and upper class. It's just capitalism. That's how it is. All while that's not entirely problematic, in and of itself, I knew that there was a need for like representation, right? A financial community, right? It looked like me, so I set off to create, okay, own content and share a story, write a book, all right, fill in the missing pieces. Thus, Financially responsible. Okay, I think it's his book, was born. And then later this newsletter and podcast where I can discuss financial empowerment, financial trauma for people who look like me. Boy, I cannot no, I keep I've been teasing the the Bible talk episode for almost two years now. But that Bible talk episode is gonna be crazy when we start citing some of these Bible verses. You might not have grown grown up in church, but I know your grandma did. I know your grandma was likely someone who grew up in the church and we're going to talk about some of these financial principles on the biblical side or the Dave Ramsey side that we're going to figure out, you know, whether or not the elders are sticking to Cause I love the, uh, can't remember the exact verse in Proverbs, but you know, you leave something for your children's children. Right. And then they're saying, well, when they're talking about what you leave behind for your children's children, that's not all it's not saying only money. Now they're trying to like, okay, now it's like, Oh my goodness. Now it's not saying just money. So you can get it out or not leaving no money behind. Again, how do you work 40, 50, 60 years? Not one, not two, not three. How do you work four, five, six decades and don't got no damn money? You can't even pay for your own funeral. This is insanity, insanity. All right, I have to admit, however, that I thought I was going to lose people in deliberate niching down. Okay, he's saying, just talking about the particular space he was going to get into from a financial perspective, that by expressing my blackness, I would alienate my non-black audience. I, I'm going to say this. I think black people... Are the only people who worry who worry about that? Like, do you do you think the other communities think like I'm a white person? I'm gonna worry about, you know, alienate the other the other people. Here goes my wife calling me. Um, Hello. Okay. Yes, I yes, I answer you live so, so people know I care about you and I love you. She's laughing. You said what? I you. All right, love you too. I'll call you on the done. Okay. All right. See, I used to record on my phone and it was on Do Not Disturb, so I wouldn't get a call in between. But now that I got my camera now again, shot to my brother Jordan, I'm gonna get calls now. All right, again, this is I think it's two, two episodes in a row, she called. All right, so he couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah, I mean, don't don't worry about alienating people. I mean, your audience is your audience. Put it like this: my goodness, hip hop, rap music, that would be considered a black culture. The main supporters of that are not black. That should be the end-all, be-all conversation right there if you're Black and worry about alienating people. Oh, my goodness. See what's missing from the financial... See what's missing from the financial space are the various experiences that we have when it comes to money from the perspectives of race, culture, spirituality, and whatever unique beliefs we hold onto that act as an accelerant or a barrier to financial success. Now, spirituality, that, you know, spirituality religion... But I know we're not about to get into no Bible talk on this. Y'all going now, to, now that I got the share of snack. I got to get a new mouse. I'm going to try to get that this week. Don't make, I, if he makes me pull up the Bible app on here. So if we want to start talking about spirituality, right? I mean, let's be very clear. Being a Christian does not mean you don't have money because the Catholic church got money. If you're a Christian, right? You got the you know, right, Old Testament, New Testament, and not the only difference, but essentially the biggest difference between Christianity. Judaism is, in short, Christians believe in Old Testament, New Testament. Jewish people just believe in the Old Testament. Real, real short. Well, the Old Testament—that's where Proverbs is. That's where all the financial, a lot of financial information is. So, and they got a lot of money over there. So it's like the cat, the Catholic. How much money? Never mind. How much money does the Catholic Church have, y'all? I mean, Christianity, right? Black people, and I believe they read the same Bible. I haven't seen every verse that every non-black person has said from a Christian standpoint, but I think it's the same Bible. So it, it has to be how it's being taught, not where it's being taught from. I'm gonna say it again. It has to be how it's being taught or what exactly they're saying. I you know how they're par- paraphrasing it and explaining it, but not where it's being taught from. All right, just just if you don't believe me, again, shout out Dave Ramsey, Goat, because this is who I got this from. Go read Proverbs, right? Proverbs, the book of wisdom. is not if you're not, you know, Christian or religious, it's not super you know, a whole bunch of religious stuff in there. It is a lot of quote unquote advice, w- words of wisdom. And there is crazy amount of financial information in there. That's where I talk about, you know, having money to leave to your children's children. That's why when I talk about where it says, you know, uh you're stupid if you co-sign like that, if you that's a contemporary uh, English version, CEV. But that that's where there's a lot of financial information just right in there. Y'all talk about these, y'all skip right to Proverbs 31. Talk about another you know, who finds a virtuous wife. Now nah, go to the other 30. Other thirty chapters of that book, and let me know. All right, but again, he's talking about yeah, unique uh, beliefs we hold on to. Right, act as accelerant or barrier to financial success. All right, absent of these factors, we allow others. We allow who? Who is we? Why allow others to define our financial success? You got to define your own financial success. Through the lens of their experiences and because their experiences differ, there is easy internal dissonance around what you should be doing, could be doing or have it done financially and how that directly impacts how you feel about yourself and money. I want to be very clear. It's not a race war. It's a class war. One of the put it like this. Black men and white men share more in common. Genetically speaking, share more in common than a black man and a black woman like men f- physically. We, we share more in common, right? With, with other men. So when it comes from a class standpoint, someone who grows up in the upper class, right? Their family who makes, let's say their family makes $500,000. Black person, right? Black child grows in that household, half a million. And a white child grows in a household, half a million. They're going to have more in common than that black child comparing them to someone who grows up in the inner city on poverty. They're going to have more in common with someone who they're in the same class situation with. And again, if you don't believe me, go ahead and read Malcolm Gladwell, the book Outliers. And I, there's some chap. I think it might be, should be one chapter, maybe two chapters in there, but that discusses how the education system, right. And in, in different, different classes, right. Cause your education system from a public standpoint is impacted by how much, you know, it's paid in short and taxes, right. In higher income areas they pay more taxes. Generally the school system is better there as far as where those kids actually go to school in that district from a, a zoning standpoint for each, you know, elementary middle and high school even if it's in the same county but it came it, the data shows in that book outliers that there really isn't that big of a difference from an education standpoint in the school system what happens is when the kids leave so they go to essentially go to some summer not summer school but when the summer starts you got people in the higher income tax brackets, right They're going to museums or they're leaving the country, things like that. They're having more experiences where someone in the inner city, in the lower income places, they're not doing anything to continue to expand their mind and grow. And so what happens is as they go, as more summers go, so essentially as the years go on, then you see the test scores actually have a significant delta. But essentially in first grade, it's still lower on the lower income side. But the gap is not that wide where you can clearly say the reason the first graders in the Higher tax bracket or testing better than the first graders and lower tax bracket is due straight up to the income. That's not what the data shows. It's, it seems that the data shows what can be afforded outside of school, is where things actually change. All right. All right, we'll talk about the internal factors. Right. Yep, how you can do and having done financially and how they directly impact how you feel about money. Additionally, these mixed match experiences result in marketing tactics that take generational and financial traumas and monetize them. Unfortunately, it's not just non-black financial figures who do it either. So now we're just going to blame black people, right? It's become a culture of sales and marketing tactics that even people who look like me use because like me, they came up under the same instruction and influence and likely have fallen for the same tactics that ignore cultural nuisances. Nuances, nuisances, nuisances and nuances. Pray on limiting beliefs and dangles the golden carrot carrot carrot. What's the goal? I said carrot fruit. What's the golden carrot? Is that money? Is that success? What's the the golden nugget? What's the golden carrot? Yes, I'm looking at what the golden carrot is. What's the golden carrot? Golden carrot is an item used as a brewing ingredient. No. I don't know. I've never heard that. The golden carrot that's it minecraft is popping up now all right i'm that. all All right to say i have to say i have what you need you just need to show me how bad you want it it's taking the outliers who experience success under these models and giving them a pass to rub elbows with these public figures in exchange for um, for them praising the program and sanitizing their sanitizing their own experiences what we can't control how the Kiyosakis, Cardinals, and Ramseys think or feel about their Black audiences. We don't know their intent other than by what they put out verbally or in written form, but we can certainly control how we evaluate, excuse me, elevate them and make them richer. true. We can use our experiences and the education we gain from them to create our own curriculum that tells our own stories about how to achieve success financially while also acknowledging the obstacles we may have faced to get there. Shout out to the richest man in Babylon, a book that's about Babylonian times, but, you know, way, way back in the day. And, you know, where's Babylon at? But one would say those are white people that would be on, like, the Middle Eastern African side of things. So, wait, let me see where it says, where is Babylon? Let me see where Babylon's located. Other Mesopotamia. Present-day, I was saying it's around present-day Baghdad or Iraq. So, again, Middle East. All right. All right. We can use our own experiences and the education we gain from them to create our own curriculum that tells right, our own stories to, right, to achieve our success and the obstacles we may have faced to get there. But now, see, this is saying in the sense that, so you're saying that none of the obstacles None of the obstacles from a financial standpoint that Black people face are the same as White people. I feel like I got something on my nose. Maybe it's just my hair. I need to trim my mustache. But are you saying like you know what Black people experience and what White people experience is completely different? Completely different. Where I, there are no similarities from a financial standpoint. Or are you saying these three people that he's using from an example standpoint, as far as Cardone, Kiyosaki, and Ramsey, their their particular experiences? Okay. And if you're non, if you're a non-Black reader of this content. You can take this information and better inform how you target and curate your own content. So not to inflict traumas onto an audience that has a different set of values or culture than you. What the, let me, I gotta take a break. What, what tra? what traumas? I'm gonna y'all know me. I'm gonna read it again. And if you're a non-black reader of this content, so not me, you can take this information and better inform how you target and curate your own content so not to inflict traumas onto an audience that has a different set of values or culture than you. What traumas? Put it like this. This I don't care about my bias. Shout out to the Dave Ramsey method, the seven seven baby steps. But let's be very clear. The Dave Ramsey method is highly conservative, arguably the most conservative financial plan out there. I don't know what trauma that method, that plan is going to inflict on you. I don't understand. I said this many times. If you got twelve thousand dollars in debt. And you want to pay that off in a year, you have to put a thousand dollars a month towards that debt to pay it off in a year. Look at your financial situation. If you pay for your bare necessities, right, and make your minimum payments. And you still, including your minimum payments, aren't able to put a thousand dollars towards your debt if you just pay, pay for the bare, bare necessities. So no investing, no going out, deed, no vacation, no none of this stuff. And you still can't put a thousand dollars a month towards your debt. What do you expect us to say? You have to go make more money. We've already cut everything out. We've already cut everything out. And so once we cut everything out, if you don't got enough money, you got to go make more money. This is so confusing. So what's what your know, The Ramsey method. Now you do the Kiyosaki, the Cardone method, which are these high risk, a lot of debt methods, OPM. I got you there on those type of traumas. But that's why I said you got you. You talking about the Ramsey method. You uh, be careful now, because the, the only issue with the Dave Ramsey plan that people can really say is the order in which to do it. And how aggressive you, you should be with paying off your debt right? Because there's no issue with you should be aggressively trying to build wealth. Nobody complains about, in short, trying to build as much money as possible. Right? I mean, trying to make, you know, live the lifestyle that you want to live. But when it comes to not having a lifestyle, in short, paying off your debt, building your savings, saving for a down payment, that's where there's issue. But like, there's not an issue with making sure you have money saved for retirement. There's not there's not a conversation about. There's not a conversation about having three to six months of expenses. Now, how aggressively you should save up for that. That's up for the debate, and that's where you're going to have some complaints. But as far as the general seven baby steps, saving emergency fund, paying off your debt, having a, a, a substantial house down payment, investing 15% at least, right? Then, then get to the point where you can pay off your house. You can save it for your kid's college fund. I'm saying that in order now. It's like, my goodness, one of the big things, and nobody wants to talk about this, is baby step number seven. I can't remember exactly what it is, but, you know, live like no one else. so you can live and give like no one else. Let me see exactly what it is. Seven, baby. But that's that's in the sense where now you have no debt. Your house is paid off. You might even be a millionaire by now. All right. Build wealth. Yeah, there we go. Build wealth and give. See, this giving part is where a lot of people are going to be up a creek. Shout out to 2024. When I start asking for y'all to pull up your tax returns, don't complain. I'm putting on wax now. It's March 27th. 2023 742 Eastern Standard Time don't complain cuz y'all asses be talking about how servers and all these different type of things people who get paid a lower minimum wage they work off tips they don't make enough money but your ass don't tip well y'all talk about giving back to charity people in need well show me where you be donating we going to have to we going to have a conversation in 2024 i'm t- i'm tired of everybody complaining about all this crap then when i tell you to pull up your mint you ain't got nothing and if you use TurboTax, you're meant TurboTax, right? They own by the same company into it. They all right, entangled together. When I start asking for tax returns, y'all really going to be upset. How much money are you making? We're going to see our tax returns. you giving to charity. No issue over here. you taking that deduction. Remember, tax evasion is bad. Tax avoidance, shout out to that. We're going to have to see what you're actually doing with your money because talk is cheap. And we're talking money. So just inflicting, you know, so you don't inflict financial traumas if you're non-black, it's like, my goodness. And then when we bring, when we bring up, shout out to me, but when we bring up the black creators, then you have a lot of issues talking about, oh course, you be too aggressive. Shut, shut your broke ass up. The brokies in the front. That's what I'm saying. Like this is the last year. But at some point in time, your your how you combat someone has to be with actual results. Not that you disagree. How you disagree and you got that and, and you got less money than me? What are you talking about? Oh, how about this? With your financial plan, whatever it is, who have you helped? And you probably ain't even helped yourself. You ain't even execute your financial plan to a point of stability. Everybody's gonna be upset. All right. So I caught up, not I, but Rakim caught up with Andre Jean Pierre. Yeah, I'm right out of breath. founder of Aces, Aces Advisors, a black-owned Wall Street RIA. I think it's that's. Retirement investment. I don't know. Let me see Wall Street. Y'all, if you know me, I don't like, I don't, I don't like Re- registered investment advisor. There we go. That's a retirement investment. Registered investment advisor for black and brown people. I asked him his thoughts on the whole Cardone debacle. I think this is gonna be about what uh Cardone, Grant Cardone said. Let me see if it is. I was taking me to YouTube. Yep, this is the hell what, what Grant Cardone said. <laughs> All right. Um, And what the impact of non-Black financial figures were on the ideas and beliefs Black people have about wealth building and money management. And here's what he had to say. So, again, this is coming from uh, Andre Jean-Pierre, founder of Aces Advisors, a Black-owned Wall Street uh, registered investment advisor for Black and brown people. So um, Andre says, I think it's known that it's good business to keep the Black community hopeful via the dangling of a carrot over a traumatized community by a non-Black messenger. Boom! You let them speak long enough, they go. Shout out to China. I already knew this is going to be lit. I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna see. I, and I shout out to the Internet Time since I already ta- I've already said. I need to I'm gonna get the soundboard. I've already said this before. I think it's known. That is good business to keep the black community hopeful via the dangling of a carrot over a traumatized community by a non black messenger. So, someone has to explain to me not all, but a majority of the black community is what, from a faith standpoint, Christian. And most black churches have what? A black preacher or pastor. But yet the black church is struggling financially. And not all, but a majority of the other, because there are multiple. You know segments or different types of you know christianity but the other ones are not struggling financially so what about the black messenger that is keeping the black community down because this is my one question how often do you hear proverbs and the financial part of proverbs spoken and taught in black churches how often is the financial part of the bible taught in black churches shout out to cat williams the goat don't worry i'll wait this is the part i'll be taught traumatized community what are you talking about if i Benefit of being in Maryland, I'm near Baltimore and D.C., right? Shout out to Baltimore. Shout out to D.C. But if I go to Baltimore on Sunday, a traumatized black community, and I go to a church there, a Baptist church, Methodist, whatever it is, what type of financial information are they giving in there? Besides the collection plate and the building fund? Don't do this. Because I, I I grew up in church. Let's be very clear. I was there Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And I was there all day, every day. Not, you know, not during, like, the daytime. But on Sunday, I was there all day. On Sunday, I was at church. Growing up, over twelve hours. Let's be very clear. My mom was a uh, my mom counted the uh, money, and my dad was um was the one of the building managers. So he he opened and closed. I was there all day. The eight o'clock service that lasts all day, and we got the five o'clock service. No, no, three church services in one day. I, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. All right, here we go. Let's keep going. He says these messengers because when I <clears throat> shout to millennials and Gen Z. I'll give y'all whatever equity you want in saying you didn't grow up in church and you spiritual, yada, yada. But your parents, no. Your grandparents, not at all. And when we bring up these Bible verses, you're gonna be stuck. You're gonna be stuck about how the black community in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, right? When your grandparents are, you know, adult coming to age and your parents are getting older. What are we talking about? These not these non-black messengers. What about the black messengers? Because last time I checked, what the black people, the Bible they reading is the same one that the white people was reading. These messengers come with both a beacon of hope and a magic pill to cure the ailments of the community. Jean-Pierre alludes to the financial woes of Kiyosaki, Ramsey, and Cardone existing before their popularity and state that it's no accident that they were able to accumulate a following based on the dangling hope of the community. Nigga, what? I can't... Sp- I don't know how long all of them, but... M- I know Kiyosaki and Ramsey probably maybe Cardone, but Kiyosaki and Ramsey, they've been out in short before this big social media you know, era. took Before social media was even a thing, before you got the iPhone and everything. When you're talking about where they came from, like their, their failures before they were successful, it's not like they were out here just able to market to black people. What do you think they was doing in the 90s? This is when I, I get confused. I know I was born in the 90s too. shot 93 babies. But it's like, if you was born in the 90s, you don't remember what it was like in the 80s coming into the 90s and really 2000s as a 90s baby. You're really talking about the, the 2010s when you, you know, as you transition 2010s when you get out of middle school into high school if you actually be able to recognize how things are occurring. But what do you think they was doing in the 90s to market? You think they was able to just explicitly target black people in the 90s? Let's be very clear. With what technology? The radio? Never mind. I'm not about to do this. Do y'all not remember when they had to do long you had to pay for long distance calling? All right, I'm done. There was no YouTube. All right, I'm all right. I'm good. There wasn't even this. There was there what there was no iPod for there to be a podcast. All right, I'm good. All right, Jean-Pierre. already right, talking about this. All right, okay, boom, boom, boom. Then all right, then he asked. He asked him, I think this is Rakim. I think it's is it Rakim? I don't I hate getting people's names wrong. Yes, yeah, it's Rock Ra- Yeah. Then Rakim asked. How does this contribute to the financial trauma? What's the trauma? What's the trauma? Now, if this was from like a government standpoint, I, I, I see where he's coming from. But he's talking about three people. He's talking about two white men and an Asian. Sometimes we're looking for the quick magic pill. That's, see, and this, this that bullshit I be talking about. I say, I'm, we do our best not to cuss on this, even though we know. This, that bullshit I be talking about with these motherfuckers, yo, I don't give a fuck. This is the bullshit. What quick magic pill? I'm pretty sure all of these people are about putting in work. I know, again, the bias. The Dave Ramsey method is not quick. They're going to tell you it's slow. So it, it's not that one. And that, that's where a lot of y'all are struggling financially because y'all listen to this bullshit, this article. Not me. You should listen to me so you don't struggle financially, so you don't be on no bullshit. But y'all listen to this shit. And this is why people be struggling financially. What what quick and easy method? I Again, if you don't know anything about finances, what do you do? Nine times out of ten, I'm gonna recommend most people say do the Dave Ramsey method, at least get the baby step forward and come talk to me. But most of you can't even do a budget. That's why I say pull up your mint. If you don't got a budget, what quick magic pill? You don't even know how much money you make. The amount of people who can't tell you how much money they make off the top of their head or shout technology, pull up their budget. One of those two things. I don't obviously I know you can log into your bank account, but now you gotta scroll through and figure out where your direct deposits came in. How do you not know how much money you make? How do you not know how much money you make? Insanity, Jean Pierre. Sometimes, okay, you're looking for a quick all right, match a pill to solve issues in our community, and I don't know who's looking for that. So we have, we got to start quoting who who these people are. Jean Pierre alluded to a willingness in the black community to accept that solution from a messenger from outside of the community that is heralded as a savior. Shout out to Anton Daniels. Go, go over to Anton Daniels. Sorry, I think it's Millionaire Morning Show, but you can just type in Anton Daniels on YouTube. Look, maybe if y'all if y'all want, I would say, and I'm not there yet because they're about 10 years older than me. But if Anthony O'Neal and Anton Daniels, you merge them, that that'd probably be be me. That that'd probably be me. Those are two two people that I look up to in this space. I'm I'm more on the crate, you know. i you know, out be to the Christians, you know, piece, right? Both of them, but I'm like Anton, I still be cussing out this motherfucker, you know. So because when y'all be on that bull job, I gotta I gotta call it out. I gotta call it out. All right, this then. Contributes to trauma in that these saviors look look at these words. Trauma and saviors. This then contributes to trauma in that these saviors, quote unquote, recognize the situations of want and desperation and capitalize on that to bring them into their audiences. I want to be very clear. Nowadays, again, 20 years ago, cool, but there's so much free information for I know from these three people. There's so much free information now that it's on you if you spend them. Shout out, shout out to God. This is, this, is, this is what I do. Aren't black people struggling financially? What money do they have to get got with? I know about the spending power. But in short, if we don't got no money, how are we getting got for the money? Make it make sense. No, I know about the spending power. But still, in the general sense of all right, we 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 have we're on the lower, <laughs> we talk about our spending power, but we're on the lower income earning side of things. Do you know white, Asian, Hispanic, and black? I think we right. I looked at the most recent numbers, but we're either third or you know we're either above Hispanics so or we're last. You know, the data is always coming in on that, but it's like my goodness, you're talking about that they, they recognize the, the the situations of one in desperation to capitalize on that to bring them into the audiences. Now, Grant Cardone, he did let he let that be known, but y'all don't see if y'all if y'all just follow Dave Ramsey, you would have known when the pandemic first started. Might have been April or May, but right when the pandemic first started. He took his entire when he talks about Financial Peace University, he made it free for two weeks, free for two weeks. And you are able and I, I took I, I took advantage of opportunity, right? Hard work plus uh, luck equals you know, hard work and opportunity is luck. I took advantage of that. You could download all the resources to your local computer. It's not like it's the free version. So you couldn't download the resources. And they had audio versions of all the classes. So obviously it's not going to be updated when they update stuff because once their free trial ends, but you could have downloaded the latest version of 2020 at the time, March, April timeframe. All the free resources, his budgeting app, every dollar. That's what I use. That's what Jordan uses. We tell you all about that. Like there's a whole bunch of free resources out there. And if y'all getting got from a financial standpoint, meaning you're spending money on scammers or things that aren't giving you enough bang for your buck, that's all on you. As I say, the hood's on the internet. It's like i educate. How how much longer... Are we going to keep saying people are no longer educated in the millennial plus range? I don't. It's so confusing. You get on the Internet and say you don't know anything. Well, take your ass and go to Google. I'm screaming. My bad for the the audio is is crackling. It doesn't make any sense. It's like when people complain about capitalism on their iPhone. I mean, my goodness, you're you're using the benefits of what you're complaining about. You saying you don't know anything and then you get to the Internet and tell the Internet you don't know anything. And the internet is literally where you go to know things. And you wonder why we behind. Man, what's my heart rate at? I I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm I can dead ass feel my heart rate going. Look, I just got, I just got a 200%. I just got 200% on my move going on my Apple Watch. What's my heart rate at? Saying it's at 88 beats. My, my resting heart rate is normally 66. I know I'm at 97. Excuse me. He mentioned, however, that he does believe there's a place for people who can galvanize and spark the curiosity of the people. We don't need to be curious. No more curiosity. Get on a budget, pay off your debt, start investing. Thank you. Three step process. His hope is that people outside of the community who can do this are okay with sharing insights and profit without trying to take advantage of Black people because he's afraid that in an era where we're in attention, we're in an attention economy, that they are able to deliver messages that sound too good to be true, but appear too good to ignore. Shout out to marketing. He makes reference to the five and six figure price tags on courses from the likes of Kiyosaki and Cardone which I personally fallen victim to in my early notice how Ramsey's name is not on here. And this is, this, is, this is what I'm talking about. Shout out to the clickbait. because so I, I do believe, in all honesty, the hate for Dave Ramsey is, on the Internet is just because it's great for the algorithm. Because most people, if you actually just write down with their financial, you know, their step processes, whatever it is, and then you do write it next to Dave Ramsey, you just write it. You don't know who's you don't put a label on it. It's going to be damn near identical. And then we're going to put one has been around for 30 plus years. And it's going to be like, well, I guess you looks like you just got it from this this one over here. So no, no notice again, and this is what I'll be talking about again. I, I have no not. Shout out to the thumbnail. But there's, he's saying to people who got you, the kids, I Cardell card stuff. And I don't, again, if you want to read books, books is one thing. Cause you know, books don't cost, you know, five, six figures. I don't Okay. Let's be clear. Five figures is 10,000. Six figures is a hundred K. He's waiting from ten, from 10,000. That's on you. If you spend, I want to be clear. If you got the 10K, to spend on one of these courses. We'll just do a long situation. This is insanity. And when you hear stuff like this, like it is sad, but it's like, "Mm, that might be on you. All right. Long story long. I think that the voices of the spectrum of black experiences need to be told, not sold, to which is a delicate tightrope to walk as a content creator who often talks about the traumatic experiences of poverty. I like to think of myself as acting as a beacon in a sense to a changing mindset and the navigation of obstacles. It's my hope that the sharing of my thoughts and experiences inspire all people to set on a path for defining and achieving financial success for themselves. What are your thoughts on this? I just gave my thoughts. Okay, certified financial educator, registered financial consultant. Okay, he's given his titles. Okay, cool, great article by the way though, overcoming financial trauma. Let me be very clear. me be very, very clear. What well, we don't want to talk about. How people in poverty. Your mother made decisions to intentionally keep you in poverty. A lot of y'all are food stamps and welfare babies. A lot of y'all, even maybe not you, but. You're... What we don't want to talk about is how. When you do have like, more children, you get more government benefits. And how your mom had at least you or a younger sibling or multiple siblings to keep you in that situation. We if we're not gonna talk about it at all, then we're not gonna talk about it at all. We don't, I don't wanna hold no punches. But we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about the whole thing or not the whole thing. It's one thing to be in poverty and just you and your mom, you're struggling, and your dad was a deadbeat. Cool. But that's not the case for most of y'all. Because most, most people have siblings. Never mind. Then we gonna talk about you lying. So again, I don't know Rakim, but my guess is Rakim at least has a sibling. So that, that that that's 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 the numbers. Okay, we, we we want to talk about the whole picture. Yes, you can talk about black people, slavery, uh, and how we got to this place. Cool, but at what point in time is it on you to take control of your life? That's the question that people don't want to have an answer to. Then I'll give people a pass. I'll give the silent generation a pass. I'll even give the baby boomers a pass. If you were if you were born during Jim Crow, I'll give you a pass as a black person. I'll just get out. You you get a pass. Generation X, I'll give you a pass too because your parents are usually are going to be baby boomers, a silent generation. However, when we transition to millennials, if you were born in the eighties and beyond, I don't want to hear none of that shit you're talking. Let me let me put the calculator again. Two thousand twenty-three. Let's just do 19, 9, 1980. That means you were 43. If you were 43 and you still haven't figured it the fuck out, that is on you. I want to be very clear. I'll even give millennials a pass because I'm nice. Because, like myself, your parents may be baby boomers. Both my parents were born during Jim Crow. Cool. And I know people the same age as me, with you know, parents older than mine. So cool. Right? Jim Crow, born in the South. Got it. Gotcha. 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 Your parents are born before your their parents are black, were born in the South and were born before the civil rights movement. Got it. But when we get to Gen Alpha. And Gen Z, no excuses. You were born in 1997 and beyond. Your birth certificate has a 2000 for the year. None of that shit flies. That's why the student loan situation is going to get very weird when the children of millennials, the main people from a voice standpoint that are complaining about the student loan debt, when the children of millennials are going to college. If you're the child of millennial and you take out student loan debt, that's on you. Shout out to the iPad generation. That's what I call the kids. Excuse me for the mic again, but it's, it's going to get very confusing when we start slowly but surely laying out the whole story. Yes, we understand about the financial hardships that Black people face in America. However, where is your budget? Again, this was 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, 2013, right? Just, you know, people are just, everybody's just getting an iPhone. You might not have an iPhone yet. I can't remember when BlackBerry died, but you know, you're just getting an iPhone. But Even 15, 20 years ago, coming into this millennium, I got you. But you can't be on your iPhone watching this right now, bitching. Download the Every dollar app. How much money do you make? If you don't know, log into your bank account. You don't have access to your bank account because you restrict check cash and you need to mess up some stuff. Okay, go to the bank and get your printed out bank statements. Remember, we on t- I'm on side now. I know what I'm talking about. And figure out how much money you make. Then write down your basic necessities. Grocery bill. Not going out to eat. Grocery bill. And obviously your toiletries. You know, make sure you got, sure you got toilet paper. Wipe your... Okay? Rent or your mortgage, utilities, right? Electric, gas, water, whatever you need for your household, cell phone bill, Wi-Fi. I'll give you cell phone and Wi-Fi. Those are those are borderline necessities right now. Then you got um clothing if you have children. Again, if you do not have children and you are not on a significant or weight, uh, weight gain or weight loss journey, you do not need to spend any money on clothes on a monthly basis. This is where we, we have an issue. We, oh, we're talking about the trauma and the black. Okay. You come to me and you have no children and you're not trying to gain weight or lose weight to the point where your body is actually going to change, where you need new clothes. Why are you budgeting out money on a monthly basis from a necessity standpoint for clothes? No. Now, now we got to have that conversation. And while we having that conversation, you still don't got no money in your ass broke. is in the front. That's, that's y'all. Okay. After we get out from clothing, transportation, car insurance first. Why do I pay my car insurance first? Why you got to argue? Why don't you have no money? Why are you here listening to me? Because you're trying to figure out what to do. Car insurance first. You need that by law. Okay, then gas. Then your Cardinal. Why pay a Cardinal third? Why don't pay for Cardinal? Third? Shout out to the pandemic when y'all found out that the banks, yes, they do want their payments, but they will work with you on your payments if something crazy happens, like a pandemic. Y'all found out y'all really have to make these payments because the bank can just really not, you know, they can just change their system. I don't know anything about helping people who have reduced payments but still keep their bank account in standing. I, I have no experience with that. I have no teller experience. I don't know what it's like to work with people and look at bank accounts where people have. Their minimum payment is hundred dollars, but they have made up an agreement to where they can pay fifty dollars for six months until they get things right. I, I don't know anything about that. After you take care of your grocery bill, after you take care of housing, after you take care of basic clothing, after you take care of transportation, any other insurance you might have to pay for. Everyone isn't paying for you know healthcare, dental, vision via work as far as the deduction before they actually get paid in their bank account. So you got to take care of stuff there. Life insurance goes here as well, right? If you got you know renter's insurance, but you know if you got a mortgage. It's likely taken care of when we talk about your mortgage payment after the groceries. All right, after you subtract all of that from your income, you're gonna have a certain amount of money left over. Multiply that number by twelve. That's the most you can do from a financial goal standpoint in a year, unless you increase your income. Your expenses are as low as they can get. We just did bare necessities. So if that number isn't enough for you when you multiply by twelve in a year, you gotta go make more money. Again, if that number is not a thousand dollars, and you want to pay off twelve thousand dollars this year, say it's January first this year in debt, you got to go make more money. It's five hundred dollars. You got to go find fi- five hundred dollars. It's like we did your whole budget where we did your eating out, we did your investing things like that, and we can cut some stuff out. We can't cut nothing out. Yes, you can manipulate your your gas, some your groceries, all right, those variable necessities, your utilities, but not to the point where you're gonna, you know, hit that goal unless you know you're twenty dollars or thirty dollars off, right? So if you got you know if you had nine hundred seventy dollars, all right, that's a thousand. But if you have $500, dollars dollars it's going to be hard to cut your grocery bill and your gas and utilities and get another $300 out of that. So at some point in time, the conversation has to be, when are you going to go put in the work to get what you want out of life? I get about all this stuff that everybody's saying. I'm getting confused. I thought y'all was strong and kings and queens and had all this power from the ancestors and all this shit y'all talk. Yeah, y'all sound so weak. This is what shit I be talking about. People be bitching so much. I'd be so confused. By the way, it's late at night. I'm getting tired if you don't know. My filter go off. Shout out to the late night. The late. This, this is one of the reasons I don't stream at night because I know my filters is going to be gone, right? But I do it in the morning before I go to work. I still got my energy. You know, I got to turn on my work filters. And I don't cussing at work I'm like that. But it, it gets. It's going to get insane when we start talking about at what point in time when it when is it on you to do what you need to do. We get about all the different situations that different communities face or lack thereof, depending on your perspective on that. But when is it going to be on you to do what you need? To do. It is literally that simple. Necessities, debt, payments, investments, lifestyle. Shout out to Corner Full Fed Podcast. We help y'all at least once a week on here. Have hours and hours of content. Free. It's all free. It's all free. Yes, you can reach out to me for financial coaching. And there there is a difference, but it is not to the point where you have to spend money. You do not have to spend money. For me, for, you don't have to give me money to get your finances right. I have enough stuff up here. Jordan and I have enough stuff up here to for you to get your finances together for free. All you need is that internet, that cell phone, and that Wi-Fi bill that I told you, you can pay for. That's it. All right, so y'all going to put in the work. You're not going to put in the work. God dang, almost an hour in insanity. I call my wife, she's going to be like, God dang. Y'all, again, shout out the impact of non-Black financial figures. On the Black Financial Wellness, Exploring the Role of Culture and competence in Shaping the Financial Beliefs and Experiences of Black People by Rakim, Rakim, Sabri, 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 February 24th. At some point in time, it's on you. The black net worth is going down. It's well known that the black net worth is going down year over year. What, what, what do y'all want? I mean, put it like this. This article drop. We're, I mean, I'm not saying that we're anti, but we aren't, we don't tell y'all to go. You know, these three people Cardone, Kiyosaki, Ramsey, we recommend Ramsey over here. That, that That's us because we're on the anti-debt side. No debt, no debt, no debt. We're not all the way no debt, but if you, if you had to force us, we're on the no debt side over here. I don't know what type of trauma, you know, when I can't have no debt. And everybody, as yet, you know, everybody always says how people who don't have money should be able to take out debt. It gets confusing. It, it gets extremely confusing. I still got that like, share, and subscribe button. It's all—I forget to turn it off when I see. I forget to do it like this. alright y'all? But I'm gonna put it back up. Uh, to wrap up, I just went over the budget real quick. If you don't have a thousand dollars and you want to a month to put towards whatever. It doesn't have to be debt. And that's where people can get counterpunched into oblivion. It doesn't have to be debt. It can be whatever your financial goals are. Saving up for a vacation, house down payment, engagement ring, whatever it is, whatever you're trying to do in that time frame, if you don't have the money when you just pay for your basic necessities, you got to go make more money. What financial trauma is that? What type of savior or whatever BS? It was you talking about the article was, you know, it was good in the sense of shout to the content, but like what type of trauma is that? You need $1,000 this month to hit your goals. And you don't got it if, if you only pay for your necessities. You got to go to make more money. What, we need to let you take out debt? Now you're going to be in debt. I thought you're struggling to, to pay your bills. Why would we have you go in debt and add another payment to your budget? All right, y'all. Again, shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Like, share, and subscribe. Again, I'm Sila underscore Corey. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Coach Jordan, stop stalling Jay. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. His business page finally fit 06. Instagram finally fit Facebook finally fit live is his website 5 30 a.m. Monday and Wednesday for online virtual training. Tuesday and Thursday 6 a.m. for online virtual training. Monday and Wednesday is more intermediate advanced. Tuesday and Thursday is going to be the beginner classes for myself. Financial coaching that information is in the show notes on YouTube. But 500 500, it's not 500 yet. Yeah, no, it's not 500. $50. I'm going to charge you $50 for one one-hour session a week. I lied. I'm going to charge you $50 for one one-hour session a month. I'm getting tired now. I use I use all my, I'm like, I got adrenaline over, oh, oh, I got adrenaline overdose. $50 for one one-hour session a month. $100 for up to one one-hour session a week. So essentially four sessions in a month, right? And then five every now and then, I think two, two months of the year or four months where it would be five sometimes the, the day has five. $50. Way way, way is, is below my hourly rate in real life. Trying try to, try to help you all best I can. I got all the free financial information. Shout out to the link tree. I, I forgot. I got the financial side startup kit information on there for you to read. Just a challenger thinking from a financial perspective from a black content creator, curator. That y'all be complaining about, and I did that in like 2020, going to 2020. I did that a couple years ago, a year ago maybe. I think going to 2021. But like, well, I I don't know what y'all want. I got the I got the budget template. If you don't want to use the white man's budget, I got the budget template. I got plenty of resources. All right, and don't hate the white man so much. You shout out to the IRS. You're gonna to need to know these tax laws. so you don't commit fraud tax evasion you don't want to break, break break you don't want to deal with the irs all right y'all that's it again if you have any comments questions concerns reach out to myself you want if you want us to talk about something you can dm me just like china again Shout to china Shout the squad you can dm me instagram twitter tiktok on anything you want me to talk about or jordan or the both of us and just let us know we will queue it up again comments let me know what you thought about this video. Do you think that Black people need to stop listening to non-Black people in the financial space? I love how everyone wants to pick and choose what we're gonna as Black people. What what are we gonna take from non-Black people? Because then when I ask about, well, what, what 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 can we do without it? Let's be clear. Shout out to BG&E. I don't know who work at BG&E, but they need to keep working because I keep getting this electricity and this gas in the conversation. What y'all sound y'all be sounding crazy sometimes. All right, y'all. That's it. Again. Remember to say more. (laughs) Remember to say more and say less. This is a wild episode. And keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.